Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching this video today. I'm here with a special guest, Dr. Gary Biggs, who is pastor up in Michigan, and we'll let him uh, tell you more about himself here in just a moment. But we're going to talk about the occult, and what is the occult, and, and is it real, does it exist, and how does it manifest itself today? And so, Pastor Biggs, thank you for coming on to the, today with us here on this channel. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, I don't know why anybody would, but I'm glad you did. Thank you, sir. Hey, man. Appreciate well, it. Well, <laughs> we appreciate you so much. And uh, uh, me and Brother Biggs go way back. We've, uh, we've, uh, you know, I've preached at his church for years. He's gone to Africa with me several times, and we appreciate him so much. And Brother Biggs, go ahead and uh, just tell us, tell folks who you are, where you pastor, and tell us uh, basically you got a military background, and uh, just give us all that information. All right. Well, I'm the pastor of Hope Baptist Church in Harrison, Michigan. I've been here just about a year, pastored in Petoskey for 18 years. Uh, prior to that. But uh, according to your request, I enlisted in the United States Air Force when I was married one year. That was back in 1976, and back before they started recording history, I think. Uh, but uh, I spent 12 years in the military, and a good part of that was active duty. Because of my clearance levels and things that I had when I wanted to process, I they did not let me just process out. Uh, they required me to stay on um, reserve status for a while, I mean active reserve status. Most everybody has a, have a has a four-year commitment so you serve two and you're required to be uh, in active reserve status for two. I'd already been eight years active and it made me go four years reserve um, because of clearances and things. Um, while I was in the uh, National Security Agency, been in the news a lot lately, uh, but when I was involved they, they, they commandeered or borrowed if you will several people from the armed services and we were our orders came from fort meade maryland instead of randolph air force base and so uh though i did not wear civvies and you know i wasn't a jack ryan but um worked intel for them for a while um i was an analyst and uh, so i had a little there but part of the time was um the last duty station prior to my uh, discharge was in anchorage alaska where it's dark half the year um, and while I was there, I got involved with a couple of friends there and we started talking about the devil and things like that and, and, uh, whether it was real or not and what's going on. And, and I've always been a bit curious about stuff. So I started looking into this, looking into that. I would go to a bookstore there in Anchorage called The Source, which was an occult bookstore. Um, and, uh, I did not, I did not go in deep enough to be initiated or anything like that. I just, but did a lot of reading, a lot of, uh, snooping, a lot of talking. I did uh, get far enough in that when I got saved and I uh, was convicted by the Lord to get rid of all the stuff. Um, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not trying to puff me up or tote, but I'm not usually, I'm not easily frightened. Uh, but when I got ready to get rid of those books, uh, there were voices, there were uh, actions, there are all sorts of things that happened when I went to destroy the books that uh, very vehemently tried to deter me from getting rid of things. And so I didn't even get to the point of one thing, I, I didn't do it. But I had a uh, $1,200 uh, handmade Takamina 12-string guitar that I was willing to trade. I made arrangements with the guy to trade this expensive guitar for a book. Uh, it wasn't called the Necronomicon, but it was one that had supposedly an incantation to conjure uh, Mephistopheles. And uh, if you don't know what that is, that's one of the names of the devil, one of the attributes. So I, I kind of dabbled at it, not in it, uh, when involved with it. But it, I, I knew enough stuff about it, that, and I'd seen enough things that were kind of um, uh, demonstrative, they, they sh not demonstrative, but 
although that is kind of an interesting word. It demonstrated it, yeah. it, it demonstrated yeah. the reality of some of the stuff. And so, yeah. Um, so that's my background a little bit. Then uh, December 27th of 1979 is when I accepted Christ as my Savior. And uh, I did a 180. I went, well, I told my wife, what I used to do, I'm not going to do. What I didn't do, I'm going to do. And she knew what that meant. I never went to church, but I was going to start. And anyway, long story short, Lord just turned things around 180 degrees. And, and that God, in the process, gave me permission to keep three of the books that I had. Um, so they've been prayed over, and I call it neutralized. Uh, but he allowed me to keep three just to prove some of the things I say. Uh, there's a whole raft of places where this, where this um, occultic religion leads over into other things. People don't think it is, but it is, and it all ties together. I've been uh, talking with you some about what you're looking at, what you're doing, and uh, many of the Eastern religions all have fingers in different places. People don't think so, but it all, it lends towards the, the end time, so. Okay, and so um, 19, or 1979, you trusted Christ your Savior, you got, you got saved, yes, and uh, yes, you sir. threw all that away, and God really opened your eyes, <laughs> yeah. and you were called out of darkness and into his marvelous light, and, uh, yep. and tell us real quick how, how you got saved, you, you, I believe a co- co-worker witnessed to you, right? You just don't want me to get in trouble, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I, God had moved me from Texas. A friend of mine, very close friend of mine from basic training and technical training school in our first new assignment, he got, he, his name is Charles Barnes. He got saved between San Antonio and Anchorage, or between the time I met him when I followed. So I followed him to that duty station, too. And I got there, picked me up, and through about a year and a half, this pocket of Christians that, that uh, worked there uh, at the Elmendorf, uh, kind of surrounded me, and they, they'd give me tracks, and I'd tear them up from away. But the bad part was my flight commander was also a Christian. He had given me a track, and I got ready to destroy it, but he turned around, so I stuck it in a field jacket pocket. Now, that's essential to the story. And it left there. I forgot about it. Totally forgot it. Months, About three or four months had passed, and a young man named Ricky Nelson, that's not the singer. <laughs> I'm not that old. But uh, he approached me one day, and he said, Sergeant Biggs, he said, if you die without Christ, you'll go straight to hell. I didn't like that, and so I turned around. I, I acted like I was going to leave, and I bent down a little bit and, and made a fist, and I said, what did you say? He said, if you die without Christ, you go straight to hell. Well, about the time the second L in the word hell came out of his mouth, my fist landed on his nose. I broke the bridge of his nose, smashed it down, bleeding everywhere. And he reached up like this, and he went, that doesn't change a thing. Now, brother, I don't know what you think or what anybody else cares. I don't care what they think about it. That was the only thing that God could use that would get to me. If he had fought with me, I've been beat up before. I've beat up people. I've, you know, I've won and lost. I wouldn't have been a big deal. If you ran, I'd say, go read your Bible. I'd say, Christian. He did the only thing that God could use that would make me stop. He would have took another one. But he just sat there and uh, said, that doesn't change a thing. So I dismissed him quickly. A duty sergeant made a duty officer. I sent him off to do what he's supposed to do. And uh, uh, for two weeks, every time I'd take a bite of food, I'd put my hand out. I'd see that hand, bloody hand. I'd say, oh, that doesn't change a thing. And coupled with that, my middle daughter, Jennifer, her name is Jennifer Castle now, her husband pastors in Lynn, Indiana, um, was born many weeks premature. And so we, I still drank at the time. I, and I, I want to make sure, sometimes I give the impression I was a, slop, a sloppy fall down. I wasn't. I, I was a functional alcoholic, but I drank often. And uh, I got to talk to my wife one day. They said they wanted us, she was in a neo uh, intensive care, NIC unit, neo, neo, neo intensive care unit for infants. And um, uh, they, she was born at four pounds and went down, uh, little, little, little tiny, little tiny baby. And uh, so I got my artificial bravado one day, and I said, you know what? 
honey, they've made no money. She's made this point in weight. She's done this. She's doing this. I'm done. I'm going to go get her. So I went to the hospital and I took my daughter. Um, and uh, that wasn't probably the smartest thing to do because um, I found out later she died or something. I, mean, I was up for manslaughter because I didn't follow. Anyway, long story short, took her home. And uh, in the night, one night, it took two of us to feed her. She was so small and so cold. One of us had to keep her awake and the other one had to feed her. And uh, we had all sorts of little nicknames we called her. And one night, my wife and I were exhausted. We went to bed um, and we forgot. We just slept clear through the night. We both set up bolt upright in the morning because we didn't hear a sound. And we looked at each other and I looked over there and I thought, oh no, I'm going to go to jail because this, this baby died. Well, praise God, we heard kind of a little, you know, like a little, little cuddle, cooey noise like babies do. So we woke her up. That had happened. Uh, my marriage, my wife and I were at odds with each other. It was just a bad, my whole world was caving in on me. And then um, after all that, I went to work that night and as I was headed to work, a little 1975 Chevrolet Vega broke down and I lost it. I just, every bit of martial art background I had, I used, I tore that car apart on the side of the road, broke the windows out, took the, tore the trunk lid off, ripped the, tried to get the hood off, but it just bent over, I mean, just destroyed it. And uh, then I turned around and shook my fist and said, God, if you're out there, and that's the point that I broke. I said, and I think you are. I said, my life is a, I won't say what I said because it was inappropriate. I didn't know you weren't supposed to use expletive deletives when you prayed. And so I said, God, my life's a, 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 I'll just say a mess, a bucket. It's a mess. Yeah. And uh, I said, I, I'm wasted. If you want it, you can have it. But I need what those guys have. And I knew that they were, you know, I didn't know the word for it, but I knew they'd gotten saved. I knew, they were, I knew what they had. And so that night, December 27th, about 20 minutes to midnight is when, I received Christ my Savior. And I, at that, that minute, I told God, I said, now, I'm disappointed. Nothing happened. I mean, you know, I didn't have woogie bumps down my back, and, and the lights didn't come on in the sky, and the birds didn't sing sweet, and the melt, snow didn't melt, and nothing happened. Well, it did happen. I just didn't know it. So I went to work, and when I got to work, my boss, the flight commander, took me aside, and after a couple of serious events, he said, Sergeant Biggs, he said, you find anything good in there? I was looking at the Bible, and he said, I said, well, I didn't know about the Ethiopian eunuch, but I said, how could I find it unless you show me? And it almost quote for the, <laughs> how can I accept some man guide me? And so he took me through and showed me what I'd done, and, and I got the terminology in, and uh, I stood against the things that, like some people said, who was there? I said, nobody, and they said, so it doesn't count. And, and I've always been real accurate with my tongue, so real quickly, it came back, the only one who counts heard it, so anyway, that was... <laughs> that's, that's how I got saved. And I said about that and said, you know, whatever I did do, I'm not going to do anymore. Because if I, and I, I don't know, I came, I just, I guess it was just, it was the right combination. I just said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do it halfway. I'm all the way in. And so I went home and just in a matter of days, got rid of all the alcohol I had in the refrigerator and started working on quitting smoking, immediately quit cussing and fight. In fact, I changed so much that they assigned a senior master sergeant to take me to Elmendorf Air Force Base Hospital to have me psychologically evaluated because I changed. And anytime you have clearances mm -hmm. at the level I did, and your personality changes, they check you out. Mm -hmm. But backfired on them because a Christian interviewed me and I had the piece of paper in my work personal program, it's the certified sane. That's been a blessing <laughs> over the years. <laughs> but, uh, and, and I made back to work before the uh, senior master sergeant um, got there and it's anyway so that's that's that that was the how i got saved and i just predetermined or I determined at that time that whatever i need to do i'm going to do and i've just lived that way since
Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, uh, well, let's talk about the occult for just a bit. And, you know, I, I just want to hit some of the high notes, but, uh, uh, you know, you, you know, something about it. You are, you are, you know, kind of dabbled in it before you got saved and you're knowledgeable about it. Uh, explain to us what that is and then explain to us, is it real or is it just some imaginary conspiracy theory that only some people who need to have their meds adjusted actually believe in? Well, let me say this at the beginning before going any further. If you believe in the Holy Ghost of God, you have to believe in other because you can't have uh, good without presence of evil. You can't have obedience without the opportunity for demonstration of disobedience. And so if you believe that Jesus, that God is real, Jesus is real, and the Holy Ghost is real, you have to accept the devil and his realm, if you will. Having said that, and by the way, the reason you have to is because God said so. God said he was real. God said he was cast out of heaven. And, and it's interesting, uh, all the different cults and different groups and stuff, they um, practice a triune religion. In fact, Jehovah's Witnesses uh, tell us that it's evil because the devil is, is triune. Well, he said in Isaiah, always get a turn, Isaiah 12, 14, or Isaiah 14, 12. He said, I, when he was cast out, he said five times, I will exalt my throne against the sides of the north. I will this, I will. Finally, he said, I will be like the most high God. So anything you see, he imitates. That's all the way from our modern Christian stupidity to full-blown occultic praxis. Now, a direct answer, yes, the occult is real. It's as real as you and I are. It's as real as the Holy Ghost is. It, and there are there can be effects had and done through it by it. Um, he is the most powerful created creature ever, is Satan. He's second only to, to God himself. So uh, Christ and God the Holy Spirit and, and God the Son uh, all that's why the Bible says, "Greater is is He that's in me than He that's in the world." So yes, it's real, um, and it, it is called in some places the dark arts. It was interesting when you said you pull out a darkness and a light. I went, "Yeah, that's literally true." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the dark arts. The occult literally uh, means the it, it, it's. Um, it, I'm trying to put it, it's, this is not a, a dictionary definition because I don't necessarily agree with all that, but it has to do with the, the reserved because it's prohibited because of offense. That's what it is. So it's not something that Christians should do or people should do. It, it's, it's the exact antith- antithesis of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And, and Satan doesn't care if you bow down and worship him by sacrificing goats or idols or cats. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Um, <laughs> he doesn't care if you sacrifice to him, just as long as you don't do what God wants you to do. He wants anything opposite of God. So if God says um, we're supposed to abstain from nudity and appearance of evil, the very thing he wants us is, is many of the uh, covens and uh, um, uh, meetings were done sky clad. That means naked because uh, they could fly through there. there. Now, there's some things that Hollywood's added and, and, uh, other traditions and logos have added it. It's just just like anything else. It's hype and hoopla, but but the basis, the origin, it's a real. It is real. Okay, sure. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, so what is the goal of the occult? What are they trying to accomplish? Are these just weirdos? Are they just trying to? I mean, is it, you know, they of course it's a religious ideology. It is a philosophy. Um, it's the antithesis of Christianity. What is their goal? What are they trying to accomplish? Same thing Christians are. You have to understand their terminology for Satan is Lord Lucifer, Lord Satan. He, in their estimation, is the Lord of all creation. That's why when the Bible says the God of this world, mm-hmm. that's accurate. Uh, people say, well, he couldn't offer Jesus' kingdom. Yeah, he could. He's the God of this world, but it's a little G. 
he's not conquering, but they, the occultic practices, they're worshiping their, their savior, their leader in their form and fashion. He, he, it's always sensual, it's always uh, physical, uh, it involves Wiccans. I mean, and you understand that you and I are going to have problems because we've had this conversation. You understand that, right? I hope not, but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember this though. A saved man or woman or child, a saved person cannot be possessed. You can be oppressed, you can be attacked, you can be assaulted. And a good way to remember is he will always, uh, he will always, he will, the Bible says Satan is a, an accuser of the brethren. He will accuse you to yourself of the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say, well, we'll make something else. Let's pretend that one of us um, blew up a building. I didn't. I don't think you have. But if we did it and we got right and nobody's hurt, then he'll come and say, you remember when you did that, you can't serve God because you did this. He'll accuse you to yourself of truth. But he'll accuse you to others of a lie. Or he thinks he's better than, or he thinks this. And so he'll, he, he's, a, he's a manipulator. The Bible says he's more subtle than any beast of the field. And that all carries over into their practices. Mm-hmm. Um, the rituals uh, are literally, many times you take the things of God where it says to do it this way. And in the occultic practice, it's literally opposite. They, they also worship a cross, but it's upside down. Sure. Uh, they also uh, worship blood, but it's goats, not sheep. In, in center, it's, it's, it's antithetical. It's the opposite. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Let's go to Genesis and, and chapter purpose three. Is to make, sir? Well, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. It's purpose is the same thing in Christianity is to make adherents and followers and to conquer. See, Satan wants to destroy us. He can't, he can't harm God. The only way he can hurt him is through his children. So he, his goal is to get as many people as he can for his kingdom, which isn't really anything except destruction. And that's interesting because the Bible tells us that God didn't create hell for us, but for the devil and his angels. Mm-hmm. So when we die and go there, it's because we followed, it's because we wouldn't follow God. Now, yeah. some say that's not fair, but it's literally fair when anybody can do it and everybody has to do it. That's as fair as you can get. Okay. Well, let's talk about Genesis 3 and, you know, what Satan did there and uh, basically his philosophy and how that that's pretty consistent throughout all the scriptures. What did did he try to do there? Well, he took, basically, he took advantage of the weaker of the two. And I don't mean weaker like frail, couldn't lift. I mean, think about it. Women are not, I'm not saying weaker like they're defective because I don't know about you, but I don't think I could have a baby. Even if we're physically able, I, <laughs> that that the pain and, and and I don't. So when I say weaker, that's the Bible term. We're supposed to give honor our wife as the weaker vessel, meaning like fine china, fine detail. So, but he took advantage of her emotional heart, and he dangled in front of her the desire. See, I believe with all my heart that Adam and Eve wanted to be like their father, want to be like God, and and he approached Eve and said, "Yay, ha, you know." And God said, you eat all these trees. And she said, yeah, except one. And, and basically he said to her, you, you shall not surely die. He said, you won't really die physically. She didn't die. Spiritually, she did. Her spirit mm-hmm. broke, died. But he took a desire, I believe, for her to be like God and said, well, you know, God's giving you all this, but you know why he doesn't want you to have it? Because then you'll be like him. Wait a minute, I want to be like him. Yeah, but he's holding it from you. So he, he created a desire in her to have something that she wasn't supposed to have. Mm. Uh, God was protecting her from that, the knowledge of good <laughs> and evil. She was innocent. Had she not fallen, uh, we'd still be in a perfect state. But it, I don't blame it on Eve. She was deceived. We find in Romans 5.12, wherefore by man, sin in the world, 
What happened was when Adam came back in the presence of God and Eve, she gave him a fruit and he ate. He literally had a choice. Do I follow God whom I cannot see or do I follow the wife whom God gave me? In fact, he later tried to pass the buck. He said, no, mm -hmm. the wife whom thou gavest me gave me the fruit. And mm -hmm. so man chose. He was deceived. But that's his, that's his modus operandi. He's subtle. He, he, he deceived her in doing, no, she, but he, he did it by offering her something she wasn't supposed to have. Mm. That's the same, that's why it's where temptation is used. He, he does it here. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, the, the John Phillips commentary talked about how that it was the, the lust of the eyes, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Uh, and, and that's how he got her, you know, the desire to be wise, and it was you know, pleasant to the eyes, that kind of stuff. Um, and so, um, and I've also read that Adam was a picture of Christ in that, in that he gave up, he willfully died, took sin upon him for his bride. And so mm -hmm. Christ, you know, the first Adam did that and the second Adam did that as well, of course. And so we understand that from typology, which is a beautiful picture of, of Christ in that. And, uh, so Satan's plan, um, here, here's what I've got. And this is what I'm going to put together. I've got, uh, I've actually got on my whiteboard over there, uh, Satan on one side, Genesis three, four saying, ye shall not surely die. And mm -hmm. on the right side of the board, I got the Lord God speaking and said, thou shalt surely, surely die. Genesis two seventeen. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have Gee, these that sounds antithetical. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're opposites. Okay. Well, yeah. in the middle, what, what was it that, that caused them to sin. Well, I think it's easily Alistair Crowley's saying, just do as thou wilt, do what you want to do. And really that, um, that in a sense is, is basically the mantra of, of the mm -hmm. occult is just do what you want to do, do whatever you want. Don't, don't worry about what Satan wants, what God wants. You do what you want and you be your own God. And really that, well, that in a sense, I think captures the occult in, in what they're trying to do. Right. Well, that's, that's what I said. It, Satan doesn't care if you actually worship him or not. He, he, he would like that, but all he really wants is you to do anything but what God wants. Wow. wow. He wants you to do anything but that. Uh, and Alistair is not the first one who had that thought of the idea. The Bible mentions a group called the Epicureans. Mm -hmm. Their philosophy of life was, if it feels good, do it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so it's all about self. It's all about pleasure. It's all about enjoyment. Nothing about sacrifice or service. Uh, everything in the occultic has to do with, I'm going to do this so I can gain. Mm. That's, the, that's the, the opposite of Christ. We, we do because he's been done. And, uh, but mm. uh, anyway, so. Well, see, it's, um, it's, uh, <laughs> what I'm seeing is a lot of people are actually, uh, you know, we get this idea in our mind about worshiping the devil or some way out crazy thing, you know, sacrificing mm -hmm. animals or whatever, some, just some insane out there thing. But really, when you're just doing what you want and you're not serving the Lord, uh, really, mm -hmm. in a sense, by default, you're, you're serving self, which is what Satan wants you to do. Just love yourself. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. That's the whole idea. It's, it's all self. It's all, what can I, the, there was a movie out some years ago called The Craft. I don't know if you remember or not. And it was about three girls that were in three girls that were in school and, and they, one got picked on and one, and so they, they derived great powers from this. And, and there are powers to be derived from this, but there's a great price to pay uh, far more than you'll ever want to admit. And there, so many times now there's groups out there that attribute so much to the devil and so much, well, there's a, you know, you almost get the idea that there's a demon behind every tree. There's not, we give him far more credit than he deserves, but that's kind of like the, the, the Islamic religion. Uh, People are afraid because, well, they've done some tremendously horrific things, and so they're afraid to speak out. Well, truth is what makes you free. 
And the same thing here, uh, Satan will affect the transmission of your work. You have those that will uh, transform their, his, his ministers of angels of light. They'll seem so good, like Joel Osteen and, and uh, I even think Josh Ermler and some of these guys that claim to be independent Baptist. There's a whole Tice, uh, the whole group of folks that they appear good, but you know, this kind of get their music out, you know, and it's just sorry for the phrase, but uh, it's I am not much, but I am this all the time. Um, it, it is so much self, and I don't have a problem explaining what's happening in our school system today when they kick God out and the word of God out, and the curriculum uh, uh, forbids any form of discipline that way. It's we the even secular radio said the narcissistic uh, involvement of the ch or, uh, um, inclusion of the kids. We have more narcissistic children growing coming out of our school systems now than we've ever had. Self entitled, uh, the uh, all of the uh, I don't have time to go into all of it, but you, you understand what I'm saying. It, 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 it's totally the the occult has permeated in so many things. It's not funny. Uh, yoga people, oh, it's just shapes and say, no, it's not. It's an Eastern religion in order to get uh, Mithra and Shastra to line up in psychosexual union through the spine. And, and it's just, it's everywhere, but we don't know. He just doesn't tell us. Right. Yeah. I uh, just finished a section on that last night and uh, the chakra, the Kundalini and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. did you get the third eye? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and, and I, uh, I think that the third eye is probably is very easily connected to the mark of the beast. It's in your, in your forehead. And uh, mm -hmm. so that's, that's been in Eastern mysticism and Eastern religions for centuries. And, you know, of course, if, if you, if you go just a little further, you'll find it's not only just in the forehead, you'll find poses of men like this. And there's an eye right here in their hand. Oh boy. Wow. That and, and is something interesting. You did something the other day on the hill song and that angel lady. Mm. If you go a little further than the Egyptian gods you had, you'll find a man, uh, an object by the name of Mephistopheles. Mm. Yeah. That's, and I don't even want to say it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't want to go in there, but I'm just telling you, it's, it's, it's connected in, in far more ways than what you even touched on there. So it's, well, like, like I said, I don't get deep into it. I recommend folks don't, but I just touch on it. Yep. Well, I, I'm trying to not necessarily go deeper into it, but to just say they may or may not have any idea what they're doing, but Satan does. You know, somebody uh, commented on that video. I said, do you think these people understand what they're doing? I said, no. I said, the God of this world has blinded their minds. And I said, these people won't. Exactly. They, they legit think they're doing the right thing. And that's why, yes, that's why I don't get real personal with them. That's why I don't call Carl Lentz some, you know, metrosexual preacher. I, I don't, I, I, I try not to, to take that avenue because I think that can be tacky. I think that can, I don't think that helps anything. And sometimes my flesh does kind of go that way, but I try to keep the issue, the theology, and that's kind of the, the right. issue, the conversation I'm trying to have. What do these people actually believe? What are they saying about God and, and their doctrine? And, and I, I think that that's the conversation nobody's had. And even the independent Baptist world, all they want to do is get up and talk about, you know, uh, even like it's so easy like, to bash the personality. Yeah, it, it's all, it's all, it's, it has nothing to do with doctrine or God. It's always about personality conflicts and that stuff. And, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, like, and I don't even mind, I don't even mind to say it, but guys like Bob Gray, all they talk about is that guy up there with his shirt untucked needs to get right with God. And that's not the issue. That is not the issue. Right. That's the doctrine right. behind all that. And here's the funny part. We sometimes make it personalities and the Bible tells us in Matthew five, I just preached about the, the law of love. And he said, 
you've heard it said you're supposed to love your friends and hate your enemies. But he said, I'm telling you now, you're supposed to love your enemies. Hmm. Part of the reason I think we have such a great divide is because we drive it that way. Because we're fighting the person instead of the sin. That's why people flock to Jesus because he, he loved them in spite of their sin and conquered their sin. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we make it about the person, rather than, and, and sometimes you have to put a name to the conduct, otherwise people say, oh, they're so personable. You know, they, get, they made a video. They're good. You know, and it's like, um, well. Well, I've, I've never met a hard politic type person that wasn't extremely likable. Um, you know, I actually went and watched uh, Carl Lentz. He's the Hillsong, New York City pastor. He preached at Liberty University, and I watched his sermon that he preached there in the convocation. And man, I like the guy. I mean, I really, I really like the guy. Yeah. He's got a great personality, great disposition. Uh, but that's that's the problem. Um, we even talked about this with Brother Dwight Smith. The first word canonically that the devil said in in the Bible, Genesis three, was the word "yay." And mm-hmm. so, and that's a derivative of the word yes, which means that the devil was a smiley, nice guy. He, he, he didn't come up like, you know, hey, you know, be some nasty monster. He was a sweet yeah. car salesman type guy. He's a nice fella. And that's how heresy, all, heresy always is wearing that mask of sweetness and positivity. Right, right. And that's, if you're not, well, you've already, you, you know, and I, I know you know, one of the descriptions of Satan in the Bible is an angel of light. Light. If he walked in the average independent, if he walked into the average independent Baptist church, folks would, oh, it's God. Until it, the only way is the Bible talks about having bloody hands, mm-hmm. and uh, he would. That's he's such a like you know, like you said, he's so smiley, happy, such a you know. You have to like the container before you take the medicine, and that's mm-hmm. then it's yeah. not literal, but you understand know what I'm saying. Um, he doesn't come. He doesn't have horns. He's not red. He doesn't have a tail. Um, all the stuff that's people personify. He's very appealing. He's beautiful. He's formed in perfection. About says his pipes. That's his his pipes. His tabard. Gee, that's music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so much of that now um, sounds like when Moses came down from money. He said he heard the sounds of war, and he said, "No, that's music." Oh, yeah. So um, that he was formed in perfection. He think about this. He was the anointed cherub. He was the most human like creature. Uh, the most godlike, human-like in between. But he, I think he had a will. Maybe not, not totally. Uh, yeah, he had a will. But he's the anointed chairman who guarded the throne. He stood between creation and God. He was there in front of the throne. So he said, no. Basically, if I could put it in vernacular, kind of like the guy that the assistant pastor thinks, well, I do everything. I'm not. He, I do everything the pastor does. So he kind of takes over. Well, that's kind of what he tried to do. And, and uh, it, not that all assistant pastors are bad. I've had very good ones. But yeah. Uh, that that's that's how I picture it. He, you know, he was doing it. He was in charge of music, in charge of worship. Mm-hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Music yeah. and worship, those yeah. are two big fronts. And that subtlety of smiling, happy, here, let me give you what God won't give you. He don't want you to have it. He doesn't want you to have it because he knows that when you do, you'll be like him. Mm, yeah. Well, it seems like that's the temptation is even with Christian school kids, I see it's like, hey, you know, you, you are bound by these rules and these regs. You can't go here. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You know, there's more to life than just that. And and that's how Satan got Eve. And that's how Satan gets a lot of these Christian school kids and teenagers to think that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, te- if, just in case I know we got to actually, Brother Biggs, we actually have a lot of young people that watch my channel, a lot of the football camp guys and um you know there's there's young people in colleges that watch this channel all over the place Go Burgundy. yeah <laughs> I, i'm the you know i i'm the minister of fun so i'm not even on a team anymore but uh 
but you know, uh, the thing is, okay, you've, you've been in the world, you grew up in the world. I grew up in the world. Now we're both on the other side of the fence, so to say. And uh, you know, I just want to throw this out there. There's nothing out there. There's nothing out there can bring you joy, can bring you peace. It's all temporal and it comes with a very heavy price tag and it's really not even worth it. Right. Um, it's, it's so, it's so dichotomatic. It's so split personality. Will. Um, there's freedom. Well, that freedom puts you in bondage mm. and, and, and it's just ridiculous. Um, for example, um, they're passing laws now. You can't dictate what happens in my uterus and, and all the things about abortion. Mm. But I just read two articles this week of people who were brought up on charges because they killed the mother yeah. and the unborn child. And so they're brought up on murder and manslaughter because they named to kill the child, but it died murder yeah. and manslaughter. So to me, you can't have both sides of that coin. Mm -hmm. I go for the fact that at conception, that baby's a life and it deserves to live. Mm -hmm. But see, that's kind of how Satan is. He's, well, hey, you know, there's circumstances and there's more out there that you could have. And God just doesn't want to have this. And so he creates this appetite. He doesn't have to make people do anything. When uh, years and years ago, there was a, a character, a uh, comedian named Flip Wilson. He yeah. was used to dress in drag as Geraldine. The devil made me do it. Well, the devil doesn't make you do anything. Mm. He just seem, makes things seem so enticing that you want to do it. Yes. And uh, yes. the bartenders do it. They put it up, but they put free salt, uh, free pep, free, excuse me, free popcorn, free salted peanuts, free pretzels, free pickled pig's feet, free boiled eggs. They put them up on the bar. He doesn't make you buy drinks, but he just makes you thirsty for it. Mm. And that's the purpose of the occult to make people thirsty. Wow, look at the power, look what they did. They've done this, they've done that. And Hollywood steps right in link with that. Many of them are engaged in some of the practices, but you got things like pet cemetery. Mm. Well, that's a biblical principle, resurrection, but it's done the wrong way. I'll give you a quick, quick illustration. When Abraham and Sarah, Abram and Sarai, before God changed their names, God told him, he said, you're gonna be father of many nations. And they waited a long time. But they didn't wait till God was ready. So Sarai sends her handmaiden, Hagar, into Abram and says, Here, lie with her as me, and that, and I'll have her birth through my legs, or my set on my lap and birth the child. And that'll be our child. And we go, Well, yeah, God wanted him to have children, and it did. But that wasn't that was that was that was man trying to do God's work, man's way. And if you look back and see all the problems we have stem from Ishmael, all the problems in the Middle East are stem from Ishmael, the wild man. Uh, and yet God brought them Abraham later, and he tells Abraham later, he says, you don't, that's not your heir. Hmm. Isaac's your heir, not Ishmael. Um, and so that's that's the same scenario, same picture we bring through the occult. Tries to make his followers adherents and things. Basically, it's not that he wants you to follow him. We touched on it a second ago. Is that he doesn't want you to follow God. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's do this. Uh, let's talk about the occult in modern time. How, how does it manifest itself today? I think when people think of the occult, they think of, you know, they think of somebody walking around like a, like the witch in the wizard of Oz with green skin and the riding a broom. And, and really that's not the occult at all. Uh, but how does this stuff, and here's something I noticed about the occult. It's almost like they, they glory in being hidden, but at the same time being right in front of your face without you even seeing it. And they glory in that. Uh, so how, how is it that this manifests itself today? Well, partly, it, and I've said this about Satan a long time ago, the greatest uh, deceit he's foisted upon man is the fact he's got man to believe he doesn't exist. 
Mm. And any covert, which is interesting because what I did was covert through the intelligence community is covert. If your target doesn't know you're there, it's very easy to do your work. And so you stay concealed, stay hidden, stay behind the scenes. So if he came around and said, I'm existing, well, that would kind of defeat his purpose. So he tries to do it through deception and, and to make people believe it's not real. All that's just movie stuff. Well, some of it is, but some of it's real. But the way it manifests itself today is things like Wicca, uh, the white magic, black magic. Uh, they still have seances held today, mediums. Well, I'm just trying to help. Well, you can't talk to the dead. And the only one who ever did actually got a hold of Samuel the prophet and, and just scared the witch at Endor to death, which is the witch at Endor. Let's see, how does occult manifest today? There was a show on called Bewitched, whose mother was Endora, mm. which is akin back to the witch at Endor. Uh, but the, it's it's not this nasty, mean portrayal. It's you can use it for negative power, but it's it shows up as white witches and uh, Wicca and uh, earth worship, and uh, it's actually pre prevented prevented presents itself through some of the Native American spiritism that that happens. Um, uh, it, 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 Druidism is on the rise again in other places, and and uh, elfin flame. But it shows up about any any form you can find. It shows up, but it always shows up hidden. Always shows up as promoting itself as being good and helpful. Um, until a person gets to the point where it begins to dement their moral uh, inhibitions, mm -hmm. then they don't care. Then it shows this, and that's, that's um, some of the serial killers that you've seen in recent years uh, demonstrate occultic practice, uh, practice, like the ones that started off with cats, torturing cats or dogs or whatever pet it was, but then they would skin the bones and they would play with the bones. It's, it's, a, it's a dementing of moral uh, inhibitions. And so you find um, and the bad part is we talk about stuff like this and people, oh, yeah, you're just, I'm not anti anything. I'm pro-Christ. I'm pro-Christian. I'm pro, I want to see people helped and free. Uh, but it, it demonstrates itself in addictions. Uh, demonstrates itself in, in uh, uh, fantasies and pornography. The, the highest or the fastest growing segment of pornographic consumers in America today is women. What happened? Well, it's been slowly and subtly changing over time. Um, the... Uh, the games you have uh, uh, Ouija boards still popular. They still sell like mad, um, and some of the things, um, little little parlor tricks and stuff like levitation and things where you can put your fingers up. People have stuff. Uh, it manifests all sorts of. It hasn't really ever changed. It's just now it's took on a hey, we're not bad. Same thing that the homosexual community and the transgender said. Well, we're not bad. Well, nobody said you're bad. There's a difference between being bad and being wrong. But they're wrong in doctrine and source, and so. Um, but it, it manifests itself in, in uh, Hollywood production. It manifests itself in, in uh, uh, social environments. Um, uh, some of the meditation things. Anytime you shut your mind down, you're offering it up to somebody else to inhabit it. Hmm. Now, I don't believe that a Christian could be uh, possessed, but they can be oppressed. Hmm. And I think the devil uh, puts thoughts in people's minds and hearts uh subsonically if i can use that term mm -hmm. uh there are whistles you can blow you can't hear but the dogs are oh. mm -hmm. and i think he tells things to us because he can't inhabit your mind but he can put thoughts in our head through our ears and and uh, through sights and senses and 
it's just as I look around and I watch and see uh, the the rise of some of the uh, Eastern religions that pop up. I mean, you you did a video here back about martial arts and things like that you and I've talked about this. Um, I I am a martial artist, but it's been you know I call it <laughs> I take all the Eastern out. It's all been converted. Uh, I don't do meditation. I listen to the Word of God, things like that. But it's through that, it's through uh, Buddhism, nihilism. I mean, it's all over. It shows up everywhere. So how does it manifest itself? Look around. Uh, it manifests itself as artificial Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, many in, in the last times, when I say, here's Christ, there's Christ, go not after him because there's only one. And so they're promoting these false Christs everywhere. And that's, you know, and that's, and that's quite a thing to say because we, we, you say that these people that are in a church with a building with a steeple are actually doing occult practices in the name of Christ. And, and if you tell them that they get so wildly offended and, uh, mm-hmm. but that's what they're doing. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, Paul dealt with it. The, when, the issue of tongues, the biblical tongues, um, uh, was made as a bridge to cross a, 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 a language barrier so that the gospel could be presented. But it's been transitioned now to the point where if you've been saved, you'll do these things. And that's never was how it was never used. Uh, the, but the, many times, the, the modern manifestation of tongues uh, is so contrary to scripture. It's more than one doing it at the same time, it's a whole group instead of one or two, three in order. And it's women, and the Bible says, let your women keep silence in the churches and dealing with tongues. But it stems back to some of the some of the Aphrodite uh, temple worship, where they had prostitutes, and the, the whole worship involved sexual conduct, um, and the 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 courtesans, all these nice words to say in some of the <laughs> vulgar words could use. Uh, they well, temple prostitutes, what they were, they would become so enamored with themselves, with the alcohol, drugs, whatever they had, they begin to babble and speak, and so God said, I don't want our women in churches doing that because they'd be associated. And, and so there's been this mask and facade of Christianity that Satan, well, the Bible says in the last days, uh, they've crept in unawares. Mm, sure. And that you're yeah. sneaking in through the door of Christianity because everybody wants to be religious. Well, and that's the thing, um, you know, the, the modern signs and wonders movement. Um, I have I have wonderful Christian friends who are Pentecostal, and they all privately tell me said you know there's something wrong with what's going on in these churches now you know these i mean i've, I've got a book right there from somebody who sent me a book from a person who is a good christian um and believes in the full gifts of the spirit and all that stuff um but they say that what what is being done in these churches is not led of the lord um in yoga they uh, as the chakras go up the spine they they have these manifestations called kriyas, which is where they'll they'll shake or they'll they'll have a feeling of euphoria, and uh, and that's the same mm-hmm. thing that's happening in the, the Toronto blessing. Um, there, I mean, there's just there's so much similarity to that that is striking, and so mm-hmm. you're saying that the, in the early pagan days that the temple uh, the temple prostitutes or whatever uh, they would get hyped up filled with the spirit have some sort of kriya like manifestation and actually would blabble exactly. and blah 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 and all that stuff and that's why that's why paul told the church of corinth for the women to keep the silence in the church so that that wouldn't infiltrate that church right and the other side of it was too he said if you're going to do it let it be done decently in order you know one two or three and you know one at a time and one two or three that's not what you see in, in, in those circles today. No, it's total chaos. It's like, it's like a, a bomb. It's, it's like, a, 
what was that one song the guy the 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 squirrel revival where a squirrel runs out of the pews and everybody's oh, jumping you know revival, ray stevens <laughs> yeah, yeah ray stevens <laughs> and it's 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 you know we're just being funny of course but uh we don't mean to be irreverent but this is uh i mean it's almost like what you see it's just pandemonium and uh you know god said decently in an order that was in the context i believe first corinthians right. chapter uh, what chapter was that 12 13 14 14 um, 14 and uh and so decently in order you know women keep silence because you didn't want that temples type stuff that, that would creep and, and, into the and i want to interrupt you there when he said women keep silence he wasn't talking about you can't speak at church you can't testify you can't yeah. praise sure. not even can't teach sunday school he was talking specifically chapter 14 there was about the tongues yes and the last verse of it, he says and and forbid not that, but everybody reads it and forbid not to speak in other words don't forbid them but if you read the whole context he says and forbid not to speak with tongues. So, mm. but anyway, it's just, um, had, sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Right. No, no, that's, that's, that's what we want to talk about. So, um, okay. Well, we, uh, you know, we talked about the hidden knowledge, the, uh, um, I want, I want to ask you something. The Bible uses the term that their eyes were opened in Genesis three. Um, mm -hmm. it seems like that is what the occult wants to do. Open your eyes, see something mm -hmm. you can't, you don't see before. Tell us about that. It's, that's what that's what I said. As you get to the third eye, that's part of it is because you and yourself, you, there's stuff out there that you see, you just can't see, and you have to have help seeing it. And the third eye has, it, it, you know, Mithra and, and all the Eastern religions talk about it. It deals many of the, the Hindu have that little dot there. That's their third eye. Mm. Um, but it involves with vision beyond what you're supposed to see. It's letting you see outside, like, you know, uh, when he told Eve, ye shall, ye, ye shall not surely die, mm -hmm. the Bible says you will, point blank. So she, it's, but it all deals with that uh, opening your eyes. Um, to the innocent are all things innocent, but to the, what's it word? To the, are no things innocent. I don't know. What's that word? <laughs> well, point of getting at is it, when we haven't, when we haven't con contaminated ourselves, mm -hmm. All right, a virgin is easier to stay waiting for marriage than a non-virgin because mm -hmm. we've created an appetite. And Satan said, hey, man, there's stuff there. God doesn't let you see it. You need to look out here. You can have. So he wants to open their eyes. Basically, what he wants to do is he wants to, he wants to pollute us with unauthorized, I'll use that word, unproper knowledge and things. Uh, why do people want to talk to mediums? They want to talk to the dead. Well, God says you can't talk to the dead. And if you do get a voice or an answer, that's not Aunt Matilda. That's a demon or a spirit that's masquerading and who's, you know, they've been around thousands of years. So they know details stuff and they're, they're giving things that way, but they're not, you're not talking to the loved one. And I mentioned a while ago when uh, uh, the king, I uh, forget his name now. I didn't study to prepare for this. I just jumped in. Uh, uh, he, he would hated Samuel because Samuel was prophesied the truth. And he said, when he gets what he wanted, so I went to the witch at Endor and he says, I want to talk to, I want you to conjure somebody. So who's that? And, and the, the, the connotation of it is the witch had been told, you know, they've been told by Samuel or excuse me, by the King that Saul, I think yeah, King Saul, uh, that they weren't supposed to deal in, in that anymore. But yet he disguised himself and went there to get her to contact Samuel because he needed help. And so to her surprise, when she did a little mumbo jumbo hall thing, an actual person answered her and it was Samuel mm. and it scared that woman to death because she knows she'd never ever talked to a dead person before. Mm. Didn't mean she hadn't had, had things, but she never talked to a real dead person. When God allowed that one time 
it scared her almost to death. And, and, and so you believe that so actually was the prophet Samuel then, not, not some manifestation of something else? No, I think God let Samuel speak, and he gave If it had been a manifestation of something else, <laughs> the king would have got the answer he wanted. He got the same answer that Saul always gave, that Samuel always gave him. And I think the witch got a less like, Oh, hey, it really happened. Mm -hmm. So, and I want to say this too. There are many things out there that, like some of the the fortune tellers and things like that, that play on the people's desire to know about these dark arts. And some are just as fake as day is long, just like they're fake Christians, but there's fake cultists. Uh, both sides have their artificials. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> Something that I'm going to hit on in this video a lot is astral projections. And uh, what do you body know experience? That is one of those things I said a while ago about the demonic influence. There are people who, they, uh, Eric Weiss, you know him, mm -hmm. Harry Houdini, mm -hmm. he was interested in the afterlife and he wanted to make, he wanted to know if it was real or not. So he, he left a signal that he'd be able to get back to someone if he died, if it was real on the other side. And, and there's been movies made about all sorts of things. But he would go around and debunk these mediums and, and uh, people because they were trying to talk to the other side. Uh, but uh, uh, they, the, the whole idea is when they would go to these seances, on occasion, you actually have one that you get answers, real answers. Mm -hmm. And they're tangibly provable, real answers. But it wasn't because this person had these knowledge and they didn't leave their body and go see what they're thinking. About. It's always satanic. It's always demonically assisted. So something of the spirit world, demon, imp, Satan, whatever it is, actually goes, looks and sees the information, brings actual information back, but it's not this person who left their body. That, that's a, it's called an aberration. It just, they think they did because they've been fed that information. Now, if you're not saved, well, saved people don't have those, but if, you, if, if you've never been saved and you do have an element of demonic possession, then, then it seems like, it, it's almost like, you get a projector version, like you float above your body and look at your body on the table there, and mm -hmm. you know the operating room, and uh, there. Um, that that's that's demonically influenced. It's not. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: um, in modern psychology, philosophy, I want to deal with Tony Robbins. I want to deal with uh, power of positive thinking. Um, I want to do Robert <laughs> All that stuff. Um, you know what? What do you know about that? Uh, the 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 epitome of positive thinking with the hour of power with Robert Schuler in the Crystal Cathedral. Uh, he promoted you think it it happens and projection and it's basically it's that same knowledge outside of God's allowance. Uh, you can do this yourself and your mind. You can. It's promotion of self. It's promotion of your mental capabilities. Now, I believe I may be wrong, but when prior to the fall in the garden. The Bible says that God brought all the animals by and Adam named them. I think we could talk to him then. Not, not the doctor do little, hey, what, you know, that kind of thing. But I think there was a communication element that when man fell, God said, okay, you don't get to keep that because you'll use it wrong. And so mm -hmm. sometimes we have folks that can connect with things along the way. Never Christian based. It's always the modern influence, but I think it's even assisted. Um, is that what you're talking about? Well, I'm talking about like modern psychology. I'm talking about, uh, you know, just the self-improvement stuff that you see that's so popular today. Um, gurus, that kind of stuff. Right. I, I don't, I don't even put that in with a cult that, that uh, as far as occultic practices, because so much of that is man 
trying to get the idea. Years ago, a man said, every man has a spark of divinity in him. No, we don't. It died at Adam. And when we get saved, it's sparked back to life then. But the power of positive thing, that I think that's man's attempt to deify himself. Satan may be behind it. He may have propagated it. But modern psychology today basically is trying to explain away guilt that God gave you, mm. trying to explain away, trying to give you an additional release of responsibility. But I'd encourage you to check and see who, which, which modern uh, career field has the highest rate of suicide in it. Well, it's, it's those people. It's the psychiatrist, psychologist. Because they don't have an answer. They may find a problem. They may find a difficulty, but they can't fix it. Yeah. And that's why I tell people all the time, the word of God is the answer. It'll help you through whatever it is, which I guess maybe that could be a cultic in, in it, that it's taking you away from God. So it might be satanically influenced or inspired at the beginning. But I actually, I think that was more man trying to do it on his own to away from God, mm. which which is uh, the religion of, uh, of Cain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And I, yep. I got this. I can do this myself. I give you my best. Got it. And it wasn't, well, it's fine. It might've been your best, but it, want, but it wasn't what God asked for. Sure. Sure. So, and okay. so I, I guess that could be a cultic, but I don't think it's a cult. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, that's, uh, let's see here. I'm just trying to go through some of the things that I have here. I think that's basically what I wanted to cover. And, okay. um, and all that kind of stuff, um, without getting too deep into that. Um, you want to give a warning to folks that uh, they don't, you know, for those who made, you know, my, my fear is that this may spark curiosity in somebody and they want to go dig deep into all that stuff. Uh, what would you give them that warning that not to do that? I'll give a two part warning. Number one, personal, physical. I've watched things curl up and crawl off the walls. I've watched uh, people's faces contort. I've watched actual literal things happen when I've dealt with demoniacs after a save. Um, but I would go even better that the word of God says, what concord hath Christ with Belial? Mm. It says, what no you're not your Christ? You're not sure on your temple. Come, wherefore come out from among them. Be separate, say, Lord, touch not the unclean thing, neither be partaker of their evil deeds. Yeah. You can't get any plainer than God saying, leave that alone. Step away from that. Yeah. Okay. And Very there's good. a penalty you pay in family, friends, emotion. Many people, there are a lot of people in mental wards that aren't mentally deranged. Mm. <laughs> They're spiritually oppressed. Right. Actually, I had a family in Australia contacted me through Facebook and, uh, and it was, it was a 19 year old girl and she was using her mother's account and she, uh, <clears throat> she was Asian. She wasn't like a white lady or nothing. She was Asian. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she said, I need to talk to you. Please help me. She said, I, I've, 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 something happened. I've been listening to this yoga music, um, and <clears throat> you know, just using it, trying to find peace and serenity and whatever. Um, Listen, and so she, uh, she said, you know, listen to it for a long time. And I woke up from a nap where I was playing that music and I was having this, that, the other, and, and I did research and, and everything that I was reading said that I had started my Kundalini awakening. And, uh, and she said, I'm really scared. Um, I'm a Catholic. I don't, I'm, this terrifies me. Uh, I wanted to reach out to you because you put, put a video about the false Holy spirit out of church. Uh, what do I do? And, uh, mm -hmm. and I said, well, what's the research that you read and telling you, she said that the research telling me that I need to 
do not stop the process, keep the process going and follow it all the way through. And I said, you need to do the total opposite of that. You need to stop everything. You need to read your Bible. Uh, I'm going to send you, I mean, and I sent her, uh, I sent her sermons to read. I sent her a website. I said, I want you to read the entire book of John. I want you, uh, I sent her sermons to listen to and she did everything I told her. And uh, she actually ended up, uh, she went dark on me for about a week. I couldn't get a hold of her. And she said, um, she said, contact me back, said, Spencer, my family put me in a mental ward. I was having anxiety. I didn't sleep for four days. I did everything you told me and it did stop. And so they put me in a mental ward and everything that was happening, all the, all the um, Kundalini, everything was, it it all stopped. And I thank you for that. And I said, well, Mm -hmm. it's it's time for us to talk about you getting saved, trusting Christ. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I I talked to her as much as I could, but she went dark on me again. I, I can't, get a hold of her now. So, uh, but this stuff is not, this isn't something you play with. This isn't a game. This is real. And, and when you just said is the other part of that warning, and that is getting rid of it. The first thing you have, one of the things you have is you have to physically, formally, verbally recant. I renounce this because what happens is most of that stuff comes in our life by permission. It's Hmm. it's called a talisman. We've given it permission to be there. Things are, and so we have to renounce, I renounce this, I take back my life. And, and the scripture of that is when the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, exorcist of a city cast out the demons, that was one guy, and they left, and he was better. But he came back and found that the, the, no other spirit had inhabited, so they came back in worse than they were before. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, it's not enough to just get rid of it. You need to replace that with Christ. Right. Yeah, try, you know, come to him. He, you know, Jesus, come out of the darkness, come into his marvelous light. I always tell folks, you know, get your King James Bible, read the book of John and get in there and realize who Christ is and receive that Christ as your savior. Yep. And, uh, and you know, that, that comforter will come, he'll, he will indwell you and, uh, he will, uh, he will give you peace and joy and forgive your sins. And uh, you can have that. It's, it's, it's available for you. If you'll just call upon Christ today as your savior. And so, um, well, I appreciate it, Brother Biggs, and uh, this has been informative for me, and I, I know that our listeners will appreciate this so very much. Um, uh, tell us uh, real quick just some parting words, if you will, and then we'll uh, we'll hop off here, and uh, we've gone uh, almost an hour now, so it's been good. Well, I would say this. Many times people are in, inquisitive, and they want to study what they don't know, and they'll study the cults. They'll study this. Because I need to know how to fight it. I would say this simply and completely this way. Bank tellers are never trained in counterfeit money. They, they handle old money, dirty money that's been soiled, washed, clean, every kind of money. So that the counterfeit always shows up. If I could tell you this, don't study this other junky stuff. You'll see it. There's folks that have, I, I didn't do it on purpose to, to use it as tools. God brought me out of this stuff. Um, I fought like a dog to get out of stuff that some of the young people are trying to get into. But study Christ and his word. The more you study the truth, you show the truth, the truth shall make you free. You don't need to know about all these things as a matter of of inquiry. It's enough to have it informed along the way, but the more you know about Christ, the better prepared you are. And I'm not talking about some singular personal. All I have this experience. If it doesn't match the word of God, it's not true. And so just stay in the word of God and familiarize yourself with the truth and the truth shall make you free. 
Amen. I've got this truth right here still. And uh, just so you know, and, uh, <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's settling in nicely. I'm, I've been working it and trying to make it soft Good. and all that stuff's doing well. So I appreciate that. He, uh, for those of you Good. watching, uh, Pastor Biggs actually made that Bible cover for me. And uh, so that I appreciate that so very much. Um, I made it out of the height of a Satanist. I scanned. Yes, yes. Just kidding. Yeah. We, won't, uh, we won't put that on YouTube because I'll get flagged. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Well, good. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump off here, and we appreciate you guys.